You are now listening to Hans. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Han Speaks, the podcast where you share your thoughts and experiences, and I speak on them, the people's podcast. Thank you again so much for joining me. We have another great episode in store for you today, and I am again solo dolo. I do want to start this podcast, this episode off by offering my condolences to the family of the victims of the mass shooting that occurred in Buffalo. I am, it's just real sad that these mass shootings have become so commonplace. And that's not to say that I'm any less dejected, upset, and saddened by it, but I am less surprised by the nature of it. I do want to piggyback on an episode that I had last week where Mr. Antonio Brown, the football player, made a comment on his platform or on a podcast saying racism doesn't exist. You can do whatever you want to do. And I think this mass shooting is a stark reminder that, in fact, racism does exist. Now, I'm not going to speak the shooter's name. I don't believe that he deserves his name to be spoken or given light into. So I won't do that. But I will highlight some details. At the end of the day, this man had the N word, the N word written on the tip of his rifle, his AR-15. How much clearer do you need to get that this is race driven? And I'm just tired of it, honestly. I really am. And I know I'm venting a little bit, but I really am just sick of it. When are we going to continue? When are we going to stop continuing the cycle of ignoring it and trying to call it something else? Mental health issues, um, uh, domestic terrorism, which it is domestic terrorism, which is rooted in racism. When are we just going to stop treating the symptoms and go directly at the virus, which is racism? That's really what I'm tired of. How many more black people have to die or people of color have to die before we can legitimately admit, transparently admit, hey, America has a real problem with racism. When will we hear it out, out of the mouths of our political leaders? And I think that this is a poignant time to talk about this. Down here in Atlanta, the primaries are happening. I think May 24th is the last day to vote. It's the primaries. You're voting for people to go in the Senate. Um, the governor and senator races are happening right now. So it is important because, yes, I understand the big appeal and the big allure of the presidential election. But these elections also affect you more directly. These are people that represent your state and they basically will vote on policies that affect your state directly. So I think this is just as important, if not more important than the presidential election. So it's just crazy to me how none of these elected officials or those running are out here saying, hey, this is a byproduct of racism. There's nothing wrong with calling out your faults because if you don't call them out how then do you begin to improve and become a better person or society right so that's like me wanting to be in better shape but not willing to call out that i have bad eating habits 
I can work out all I want, but if I'm eating horribly and I don't have good habits, it's not gonna give me the results that I want. And it's just really frustrating because people are dying, literally dying, being snuffed out, doing common thing. It's not like they were protesting or they were fighting against another uh, group or anything like that. They were literally minding their business, shopping in a grocery store. And what people fail to realize is doing anything while being a person of color in this country is dangerous. As a matter of fact, I was reading an article on USA Today and it was interviewing a gentleman who was at the store next to the grocery store while the shooting was happening. He basically explained that he is now nervous every time he goes out, especially to that store to get something to eat. His routine normally would be to go in, grab his food, take some time, eat and go about his day. Now he's nervous, his palms are sweaty and he just takes his food to go. He can't even sit there to eat because he's nervous something may happen. That's post-traumatic stress. That's something that we people of color deal with on a daily basis. I know me, I have to be mindful of the neighborhood I'm in and what I'm doing as to not look suspicious doing normal mundane things. Why do I have to hurry and pump gas in a rural neighborhood just so I don't look suspicious? Why do I have to hurry through a grocery store and get the item I need specifically and leave out so I don't look like I'm stealing? All things that are byproducts of post-traumatic stress, which is induced by the violence towards black people because of racism. This is just clear racism. And granted, I do know that President Biden did make a statement basically renouncing and condemning white supremacy, which is a step, which is a step. But there are still people who can mince words and say they're not a white supremacist, but are still racist. Call it what it is. So we can start dealing with the illness that is racism in this country. It's just sad, sad. So my thoughts and prayers go out to the families that are grieving in Buffalo. All right, guys, we'll be right back. You're listening to Han Speaks. Welcome back to Han Speaks and this portion of our show, the second half. I want to comment on some uh, an interesting interview. So Michael Blackson, he's a comedian and his wife were being interviewed. I think it was by the Shade Room. Well, I saw it on the Shade Room, so I can't. I don't know if it was uh, the interview was done by the Shade Room or not, but it was done by the Shade Room. So basically, um, what interests me about this interview is basically they have an arrangement, Michael Blackson and his wife, to where they are allowed, they have an arrangement that they are allowed to have an extramarital affair once a month. So basically, they give each other a month allowance to basic to have another person in their relationship or to, you know, be physical with somebody. And that within itself did not really surprise me because 
In this podcast, we talk about open relationships and what that means and how you really have to make the relationship your own and basically define it for yourself. Do what works for yourself. So hearing that Michael Blackson and his wife have an arrangement to where once a month they allow each other to step out and, you know, basically entertain somebody else or have sex with somebody else, whatever their arrangement may be, really doesn't surprise me, especially given that Michael Blackson is a celebrity. And as we know, for people who are celebrity, they have access to a lot more people than your regular people. Right. So they don't necessarily. Well, okay. let me say this. They do have access to more people. Granted, you can still be committed. Right. When you do have access to a lot of people for some it's harder <laughs> than for others. So I do get that. But it doesn't surprise me. I just think that's just kind of the impression I'm getting from people in those worlds in the celebrity status where they do have that. Just like I get it from pro athletes as well um, and people in other professions. But going back to this interview, what I find interesting is that when they were talking about it, uh, the wife basically said, you know, we've been married for so long and sometimes having sex with the same person just gets boring. It really just gets boring. So you do want to bring somebody else in there to spicing it up, to liven it up. And then the person interviewing asked, well, okay, so are you okay with uh, another man being there and you, you know, being with another man? So you're okay with Michael Blackson bringing in another female? Is he okay with you bringing another male? Do you guys have that freedom? And they were like, no. Michael Blackson was like, no. Um, she can do something with another woman. I can move with another woman, but we can't bring another male into this. And I found that very, very interesting. And it kind of leads me to assume, which I am because I don't know them, that was this arrangement made more so for Blackson or was it made for her? Now, granted, like I said, you have to define the terms of your relationship for yourself, you and your partner. You guys figure out what works for you for them. And granted, that could be something that really just works for them. She may not have a desire to be with another man and just prefers to really spend her extracurricular time being with another woman, which is fine, which is great. I just hope that it's something that they agree to because it doesn't seem kind of equal to me. Because I'm thinking about myself, right? So if I were to have the same terms in my marriage, I don't know if I'd be able to allow those terms to happen just unequally, right? Because it would come off, it came off to me like, oh, well, you could do something with somebody of your same sex, but somebody of my sex, no, that's too close. You know, it, it gives a hint of insecurity, which I understand myself. Like that would be something that I don't think I could do without hesitation. But that's because I do have my insecurities. I do know people compare and, you know, I would be wondering about, OK, what is he doing better than me? What does she find uh, that he has that I don't have per se, et cetera, et cetera. I just know where my minds would go. But I just do find it interesting that he was so quick to react and say, "Now nah, we don't need another penis in this relationship. Now, I do want to make a distinction, though, which I didn't watch the interview in its entirety. And I was curious as to what are the terms of bringing the other person in for example so when you do bring the other person in is it just for your other partner or are they participating in something together so is this like hey once a month we're allowed to have a threesome and we each get to pick a partner that we bring into this threesome so basically they're having two at least two threesomes a month and they each get to bring or pick a partner to bring in 
Because for me, to me, that's different. That's a little different because then I do believe that oh, I'm, I'm okay with that boundary being set because if I'm not comfortable being sexually active with another male, then yeah, I'm, I can't have another a guy there, if that makes sense. So I do wonder if that boundary was set as far as them all participating in sexual activity together or if it's just him kind of erring on the caution of his insecurities and not wanting his wife to do anything with another male because he still wants to be the only male that she's with but she could do whatever she wants with a female and he could do whatever he wants with a female so i don't know it screams like she's maybe more secure in the relationship than he is but I just found that very interesting, very, very interesting. And I do think that people should hold their judgment on their relationship because each relationship is unique and dynamic and beautiful in its own way. As long as it's not turning into anything that is abusive or manipulative in nature, I wish them all the best because if it allows them to keep their relationship intact and overall, it contributes to their happiness hey more power to you you figured out what works out for your relationship and what makes you guys happy and you guys are able to thrive together and are on the same page with it go ahead i'm just thinking about it for my time so i do i do think it is something that um it is interesting and i am curious about so i wonder what the terms are so is it just separate sexual encounters or is it group sexual encounters very very much so interesting guys so let me know what you think though i know i didn't post a poll on this one this one was a little last minute i do apologize for this episode i did have a lot going on um but let me know what you think do you think michael blackson's uh arrangement with his wife is something that you could possibly have in your relationship and does it matter if it's separate sexual encounters or if it's group sexual encounters let me know. The way you can do so is you can hit me up on my social medias. I am found on IG as Hans Speaks. Hans Speaks on IG. I'm also on Twitter as Hans underscore Speaks. As always, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. Please make sure that you share it. And Hans Speaks is available on all platforms wherever you listen, download, or subscribe to your podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys next time.